Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tommy Talks, episode four. This week, I'm joined by none other than ex-North Melbourne kangaroo and now Melbourne demon in Majak Door, who's just actually released his brand new book, already top 10 in the charts, called Majak. It's Majak's story. If you don't know Majak's story, I'm not going to ruin it right now because we're about to talk about it, but it's incredible. It's inspiring. It's about a comeback like no other, and it's quite moving. So I hope you enjoy the show. Um, You know what to do. Leave a review. A kind one will do. And uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy Tommy Talks Episode 4 with Majak Daw. Welcome back to Tommy Talks episode four. Um, I hope you enjoyed last week. We had a big Matty Tavernar, one of the weirdest and strangest units we've ever seen, uh, talking about Zed Run. We're in contact with Zed Run and hopefully they can look after a great man. Um, but this week, very kind enough to, uh, to have what I think is one of the greatest football stories um, I've, I've come across. And um, I'm very lucky to have the King, Majak, welcome uh, to Tommy Talks, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. What's it like? Uh, how have you enjoyed Perth? And actually, I should just start. How's the, how's the grand final celebrations been? You look a bit dusty, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm starting to get my voice back. I think I've never celebrated so hard. Um, starting to slow down now, but oh, it was just unbelievable. So. Let's go through the last let's, the last four weeks, especially. Like You've been in Perth for a month and a bit, and you were staying up at Juno, like Maisie was saying. What's that been like? And um, was the boys get tighter in the hub? Yeah, like I mean, compare this year to last year. It's, it's so much. It's so much more fun. Um, obviously, winning. Um, you know, pretty tight knit kind of guys. Um, but you know, I think the food was was unreal this time around, uh, and just good weather. And yeah, there's been some really good banter. So. Yeah. It's been enjoyable. It's underrated when someone's cooking your food every night. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of miss that. Um, who did you... Did you have to room with anyone? You had your own rooms? Yeah, I had my own room. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. You need to get away from the boys there. That's good. A bit older now, so I've yeah. got some rooms. Uh, who was your... Um, who was someone that you've become really close with at the D's? Um, so, a few younger boys that, that, that were dra- drafted around, around the same time or just been... Um, or just been playing the VFL with me, like yeah. someone like Toby Bedford, pretty close with him. Um, I've known Maisie for a while, so um, he's got around me a fair bit, and um, Michael Hibbard, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the right, pig. Yeah. So <laughs> he's, um, he hates that nickname now, doesn't he? Does he? I think it's stuck, and, uh, and obviously the big fella Max Gorn. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I guess I'm pretty easy going with everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um. Mate, what a, geez, I mean, we, we'll talk about last year's hub later on and now where you are, but what was grand final uh, week like, the build-up, yeah. and then afterwards as well? Um, it was, boys were really relaxed, obviously, because I wasn't playing, um, I just uh, just, tried, just tried to enjoy the whole experience. Um, training, the training was really hard, it was pretty solid, um, we had a really good preparation, and um, believe it or not, um, the the the... The twos boys, um, or the shit kickers, <laughs> beat the ones a few times. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. the match practice. In the match practice. So, um, what so do you put that down to? You reckon blokes are trying to push for selection, or the boys are just going, "I'm oh, going, going easy." You got a granny to play. Yeah, I thought I might have been half a sniff. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was really good preparation. Um, you know, I think 
boys like Maisie, um, Track, um, and all those, they just um, they just led the way in recovery and um, just drove the group. So, yeah, the boys are well primed. That's funny why you mention it, the twos v the ones, because when you know you can't play, there's nothing else to do but just try put on a clinic and match match them. And you've only got, yeah. what, how many, how many minutes do you give yourself these days? Like oh, 10 minutes? Yeah, 10 minutes. 10 minutes to do, <laughs> boys got 10 minutes to put on an absolute clinic. Yeah. Oh, that's a classic. And then, obviously, the grand final, what were you thinking in the stands at half time? Oh, I was pretty nervous. I mean, I almost I felt sick at one stage just sitting there. Because um, obviously, you never think of um, losing it. You always think you're going to win. But um, and I've never, I've never, never been part of anything like it. So we we're pretty nervous. Um, but you know, that they came back in the second half, and um, I think we just opened the uh, the windows right up, and we were celebrating with the supporters. It was unbelievable. So yeah, I saw a. Uh I was there, and I thought I thought it was a cracker. I didn't realise that the game got away from the the dogs and you boys obviously put on it. But I saw a stat. I think it was after the 16th minute of the third quarter, it become a hundred points to seven, and obviously they just opened up all the fresh legs. Everyone was talking about how their boys are too fresh, which I couldn't believe. I thought being fresh was good. Um, yeah, it was it was unbelievable, and and the dogs put up a cracking fight. Like it was a great game to watch. I thought. I mean, I wasn't. I was on the fence because I had mates of both teams. I was just sitting there wanting a good game of footy, and we got that for three quarters. It was just, it was, it was elite. No, yeah, I mean it's, a, it's probably one of the best grand finals um, until that, you know, that three-quarter time. Just both teams are just so even, um, you know, uh, really good matchups all over the ground. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I've seen heaps of photos and footage. The boys <laughs> like some of the songs, like Sweet Caroline, and like yeah, in the in the cha- all the change rooms and after the game, like. With the boys. Oh yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, I was carrying on like I played. <laughs> I uh, there's one thing I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put how, till till now. I haven't put the, the the medal around my neck. I think that's pretty um pretty special with the boys. But yeah, carried the cup like I was one of the players. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, why not? And we're talking about this downstairs about how. And by the way, congratulations on the new contract. That's awesome. It's um just goes to show like how important you are to the group, and you don't have to play. I think you guys had like the best you know, run with injuries as well. And it's so hard to get in a team. So it does take everyone. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you don't get a medal. Yeah. Um, but that cup is yours and it's everyone else's as well. And I've been in two teams that have made grand finals and been, you know, just on the outer as well. And they've unfortunately lost. So I haven't had to, haven't had the, you know, the opportunity to celebrate like a lunatic, even though <laughs> I sent it that night with a, with a few of the boys. But yeah, uh, what's the, uh, what does the cup feel like, mate? How heavy is it? Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. Like it's heavy enough that um, obviously I got big guns and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's um, yeah, it's heavy enough. But um, yeah, let's just I don't know. Just keep staring at it and hold it, and um, just never never get sick of it. Yeah. So it was pretty cool to finally like you know like that's ours. Um, so yeah, it's incredible, mate. And did you did you drink a bit of champagne out of it? Everyone would have. Yeah. <laughs> the COVID uh, hygiene thing goes out the door after the game. There's beer, there's all sorts of stuff in there. That's great. And then, uh, well, Maisie and Dunks and Cros are on episode two, mate. They were talking about where they're going, and I think they're at OBH. You boys were at Cot, absolutely sending in. I saw a track on the decks. How was that? Did all the families get invited back there? And yeah, so a few few guys, few guys' families that were here. Everyone came through. Um, yeah, just it just it was just one big party. Who uh, who was best on? There's always a best on. I reckon um, Gorney's probably up there. Um, uh, Harmsy, he was pretty good. Um, track, he doesn't drink too much, but 
probably say Gordy. Yeah. Just leads from the front in every facet, on the yeah. ground, off the field. Yeah. Got to love Gorney. Um, nah, that's great, mate. And then, obviously, we are six days since. Mm-hmm. So the boys still going. Yeah. I think I spoke to Harmsy the other day. He said they're just starting to slow up, but it's been a big week. I'll slow down a bit. I think I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think maybe tonight might be probably the last night. And yeah. yeah, Most of the boys head back or there's a few staying over or majority, I think, I've seen yeah. go back to Melbourne. Majority have gone back. Um, I head back Monday, so I think there, there might be some that might stay for a couple more weeks. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you say this year's been the happiest you've been with footy? Yeah, it's probably yeah, probably the most enjoyable. Um, obviously, like this is when I couldn't get into the team and stuff, but just um, you know, like my old teammates have always said to me, you know, you got to be happy for your teammates and be happy for other people's success. Um, you know. I'm, I, I just can't believe how much enjoyment I've I've got out of just being a, just being a good teammate and um, you know smiling around 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 other people. Yeah, it's been a, it's been wonderful. And that's what I was saying off you just before off air. How important uh, everyone that's not playing is. You yeah. know, if you got blokes that are the opposite, it's quite distracting. And it's yeah. it's it's why the D's were so good this year. I reckon mm-hmm. um, with blokes like yourself and. And even like Adam Tomlinson, and they were speaking to him about how, you know, he's, poor bastard's had a, you know, yeah. tough trot, but he's there, he's in the coach's box, he's doing everything he can do to help the boys. So there's probably, you know, there's probably another 20-odd like that. Well, mate, well, um, that's now. I'm keen to go right back and, and tell what I think is one of the greatest stories that's, um, that's going to be a movie one day. And, you know, that's going to, you're going to get a, you're going to finish with a flag next yeah. year, mate. You're going to be holding that. <laughs> You're gonna be you're gonna have your own medal, um, but uh, yeah, let's go back. So I guess uh, we played against each other in school footy. Yeah. This is where this all started. I'll tell you how I remember because I was playing at Salesian. I think I was only I mean I would have been three years younger than you. Yeah, you're 30 now. I'm 28 in October, maybe two years. Um, and we're playing at Coburg. You were playing for 12 McKillop College. McKillop yeah. College. I was playing for Salesian at Coburg, and I just remember going. Jeez, who's that absolute monster? I remember tackling. I think you cleaned me up. I was an absolute squeezer. Oh mate, the the school teacher. I think his name's Andrew Exton. I was I wasn't allowed to kick at the time. <laughs> what was the rule? Yeah, you just wouldn't allow him to kick. So every every possession I got was a handball <laughs> or kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was good fun. Um, yeah, it was. And I remember that's when I remember seeing you, and then obviously being younger, watching you progress, and um, you played at the Jets. And then you were drafted in 2011? 2000, uh, end, of, end of 09, yeah. Sorry, end of 09. Yeah. I've jumped the gun there um, in, the, uh, in the rookie. Yeah. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, it's just, I remember, it's, like everyone remembers their draft day. I thought, thought I was going to get drafted in the national draft, but um, that didn't happen. So, oh, really? Yeah. So what was that like? Because I know a few people that have done the party. Did you have a party? No, I had um, my school graduation. Oh, so, God, same uh, night. Same night. So. That would have been, what was that like? It was a bit. It was a bit. Um, yeah, it was a bit shit to be honest. Yeah. But um, because I I was um, Jack Fitzpatrick. One uh, I played all my juniors with him, and um, he got drafted that night. So I guess uh, I had to be happy for him. But I was pretty flat. Yeah. Um, so then um, yeah, a couple of weeks later, um, I went and trained with the Kangas and the Doggies. So there were the two teams that were potentially going to draft me and. Um, just before the rookie draft, we just had it at home on tally um, at mum and dad's, and 
Yeah, and the name got read out and um, yeah, I was just just stoked and it's incredible. It's probably looking back for me, it's one of the greatest, yeah. you know, moments I reckon. Like yeah. there's the draft, your first game and then hopefully a premiership. Yeah. But getting drafted it's probably the hardest part, the opportunity to get yourself there. Yeah. All the yeah. all the uh, <laughs> all the driving around your parents have done, it's just um yeah, it's incredible. And the first ever Sudanese player um, to play AFL, it must be, you know, like, do, do you ever think, sit back and actually think about how, how big that is? Um, yeah, a little bit here and there, because, like, I mean, you know, like, boys like Buku and that, and Ali Ali, um, you know, they're dominating the league at the moment, and to think maybe, what, uh, 11 years ago, they would you know, probably, if you told someone that that'd be the norm in, you know, uh, in the next little bit, they probably would have laughed at you, but... Yeah, I'm, mate, I'm, I'm proud and, um, you know, it's been, a, it's been an incredible journey. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully there'll be a few more. I remember another thing with Scotty, uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of your teammates oh, used, yeah. To, yeah, used to yeah. play <laughs> half back. He's quite strong. I think you were playing forward. And mm-hmm. I remember this photo where you, you know, do you remember the photo where you come out of the water at the end of the recovery <laughs> yeah. and the rig and everything? It went viral, right? Yeah. And I remember him coming down to training and I was a bit of a squeezer and I said, how big is this bloke in the gym? Like, what's he benching? And his comment was, yeah, he's built like a brick shit ass, but he's weak in the core. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, they used to push me around, those boys. Um, yeah, I like, came in, just had the physique, but just, just wasn't strong enough in the right areas. So. The core, he reckons. Yeah. So you would have done a mountain of work. I did a lot of work and um, yeah, I could, couldn't, couldn't cover the ground very much either, so... Um, yeah, come a long way and just had a really good program and um, got really strong. But Scotty, Scotty Thompson, he's, he's been he's been unreal. Um, just helped me so much since I, since I came to the club and yeah. Yeah, well he's a he was a beast. Like I just remember watching. He's pretty quiet and on the weekend he just used to kick it out <laughs> and just bump blokes. He's just yeah. unassuming. So no, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him saying that and then. Um, and then 2000 and, you can help me, 13, is it? Your f- yeah, 2013. Yeah, your first game. What was that like? Oh, I just couldn't believe it happened. Like, um, been, I was waiting for ages. Yeah. And you know what it's like, oh, you know, you, you, think, you think you're a chance and then uh, you're emergency three weeks in a row and then you don't play. And um, yeah, definitely made me wait for it. But it was, it was unbelievable. I think I asked the club for 70... 70 odd tickets <laughs> first game so it was a bit greedy um, no it's not i would ask yeah. for 100 then i um i got a big family so they all came and all came in numbers but yeah so Incredible. yeah what do you remember from the from the day um i didn't remember much initially because i um i got knocked out <laughs> got concussed oh, um, really? yeah got concussed um but it was kick i kicked my first goal which everyone wants to do in their first oh, game yeah. so um and then celebrated how the boys got around me. Um, and then I think in the second quarter, um, uh, he'd been Benny Cunnington's head. So um, that set, set, set the rest of the game out. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Sorry. Oh, it's good that you got the goal. That moment would have been special. It is hard, isn't it? Like when, you, when you're fighting for that first game, how many times did you think you were a sniff before? It's four years of hard work to get that one game. Is there any other moments where you're like, I'm in, and then you kind of got stitched up? <laughs> Maybe uh, in my second year, I thought I was a, thought I was a chance, and then um, you know got injured here and there, and just wasn't ready. But um, yeah, like it's a 
I remember, I remember Scotty coming up and telling me, and he, he made me earn that. Uh, um, he's like, mate, we're going to go with you this week, and just, yeah. So. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I think you, you, you want to earn them. I think that's the blokes that do earn them. There's a reason why you're still playing. You know, it's like an apprenticeship, four years, and you see, it's, and big blokes do take a bit longer, which is what I've seen. I think the mids are, get a bit more of a, a gig, but the 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 keys, um, they do a mountain of work and. Yeah, they do, they do a lot of uh, contested work, mate. I always watch the rucks out the back, yeah, the boys doing stoppage work, you boys just bashing each other. Uh, um, and then I guess, I mean, this is, this is why, like, you know, your story, we've already spoke about it and, you, you know, you've just, um, you've just come out and you've just released a book that's already top 10, um, which is incredible. The courage to come out and speak the truth um, is unbelievable. And, yeah, you're so, you know, it's so inspiring to many. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that um, that are doing it tough, and you know your book. There's no doubt that'll be that'll be number one soon, mate. It's only just come out and it's top ten, and I can't wait to to read the whole thing. Um, but 2018, this is where this is where we will start to dive into it. But 2018 is your best year of football. Yeah. So yeah, moved down back. So yeah, like, like yeah, best year of footy. So and then. And, and, and why was that? Because you've changed position, you felt more focused? I just, uh, first time really in, uh, in my, uh, my whole career, got really fit. Um, and um, yeah, I just felt, just felt like everything was going right. Um, and now uh, I, I went and asked Scotty if I could, if I could play down back. And um, I was a bit scared, didn't know, didn't know if he was going to let me. He might have told me, oh, you're kidding yourself. <laughs> but um, yeah, he gave me the chance and Trained with the boys, got really close with blokes like Robbie Tarrant and um, Scott Thompson, like I said earlier. And yeah, I just came in, came in round four against the D's. Um, got taught a lesson by Bailey and a few of the boys. But um, yeah, mate, it was it was the best season. And then I think uh, three rounds in, uh, I broke my navicular, so um, was gonna op- was gonna get operated or. Or keep playing with it and so and I chose to keep playing with it for the whole year and um that was although I was playing good footy, I was in I was in a lot of pain in my foot, so Yeah. And that's what people don't see. A lot of people pay you know, they they think this is my break, I've got to stay on the park. Mm-hmm. It is hard, isn't it? You you know you can I mean not I can't speak because I haven't been in that position where it's like, but I know a lot of other players that have got little niggles that they aren't bright but They've got to keep playing, and they want to keep playing, and it's like do or do, you know, for their for their careers, some of them. Um, so you play through the season with this, and then um, and then obviously we'll, we'll touch on the, you know, I guess what we call rock bottom. Yeah. But what what led to that, like the foot with the foot and everything else off field, all that kind of stuff after a good year, mm-hmm. is that what was hard? Because everyone was telling you how good you were going and you were sitting there going, I'm actually not going as well as you think. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I was pretty, I was pretty, I was really proud and happy, like of the year that I had. And then, um, but I don't know, it just felt like maybe, um, you know, like I've been, I've been waiting f- um, to have this season all my life. And mm. now I'm here, I'm really not, um, not satisfied and just couldn't figure out why yeah. so um yeah that off season just like you said you know what 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 does rock bottom look like i guess yeah just was just really struggling with with my foot went in again for surgery um i was having a lot of issues with my partner at the time and just everything was just mounting up and um 
I, I speak it. I speak in detail in the book about um, not not um, not going for help or asking mum and dad or you know telling my mate um, how I'm actually going. So, um, and you know, like 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 a lot of the boys that play footy, you think you think you're um, you're invincible and you know you can do it all, but um, yeah, he just caught up with me a fair bit. So, and is that what you'd say? Looking back now, that's the one thing you'd change. You you. you because I think I've listened to you speak before, but you you spoke to the club doc, yeah. Instead, but you didn't tell you, I guess your loved ones. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't you speak uh, to your loved ones? You reckon? I just just wasn't sure really how um how they would take it. Um, I was seeing a psych at the time. Um, was was going out a lot. Was drinking heaps. Um, was just partying uh, nonstop. And so then um yeah, and then when I when I told the club doc, um, you know after. After my first incident of um, you know trying to take my life, and um, so then um, he said he's 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 been great, um, Dr. Pete. Um, so he's he's done so much for me, and you know puts a smile on my face when I talk about him. Um, and uh, yeah, just spoke to him, and we put a plan together. Um, I guess I guess um, I should have just followed it properly. I thought I was I, I was trying to do everything I can, but. At the same time, um, when you try to do it on your own, like some of my teammates didn't know what was happening. My my family didn't really know how I was going, and I just I just needed support. Um, you know, someone to, someone to talk to here and there, someone to check in on me. Um, so yeah, yeah, and um, and I appreciate you telling this. And what um, what was the plan, and what didn't you stick? Like what they always say, stick to the plan. Yeah. What was it that you went away from? So the plan was um, obviously drinking was a was a big issue, was a big um, was a big issue, and I guess uh, removing myself away from situations where I feel like I have to drink or uh, like socialising with mates, um, you know. Uh, I was seeing I was seeing a a, psych, a, a psychologist, but. I just wasn't telling them, telling them everything. Probably just telling them what they want to hear. Yeah. So that was part of the plan. Um, the plan was um, maybe just to maybe to uh, grow enough courage and tell tell Scotty, um, the coach at the time, and then some of my teammates, um, just to let them know, hey, look, you know, if I come in today, I'm not feeling that well. Um, they'd understand. Um, so I don't have to feel like a Put, have to put a brave, brave, brave face on. Um, so th- those were the things that I had to do. Um, yeah, and uh, I thought, oh, look, you know, I've, I've just played a whole season with a broken foot. Like this is nothing to me. So um, yeah, and just, just, just caught up. Did you underestimate, you know, what rock bottom, what rock bottom felt like? Do you reckon looking back? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why is because it wasn't a. Um, just say like you, you, you know you you, you cut yourself. Uh, you know it's it's something visible. It's vis- it's, it's visible pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get you either go stitch it up or put a bandaid on. Um, with this kind of stuff, it just you know it's a roller coaster of emotions. Um, some days you'd wake up and not want to go to training, um, or or you'd be around in uh, social settings. That's why I end up end up drinking a lot just to. Um, just to avoid the anxiety, so, um, so yeah, that's that that's what it looked like. But the reality is, um, you just gotta just gotta face it and um, and go through it. 
and um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. And then I guess this is the next part that's um, that's quite tough. And then the Balti Bridge incident where you said you were happy to talk about, which again, I'm, I thank you. I thank you for, and it's, it's all in the book. So yeah. for anyone that is out there, Majak's just obviously released his book and it's top 10 and you can get it from, you can get it from anywhere, but um, you, you know, you drive there and, and, and the moment where you, you jump off, you're saying straight away, yeah. what were you thinking? Oh, look, I mean, it's, I guess, I think, you know, um, when you, when, when you're in that, uh, position or when that's in those circumstances you know it was just in so much pain and um yeah i guess just 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 didn't want to be around and wanted to end my life and i guess when i did jump i i really i didn't um i regret it straight away and um so lucky that i'm that i'm still around because you know so many people aren't and um and that's uh and that's from then from then on when i hit the water I think it passed out and I said I I just wanted to live, you know. Mm. I wanna whatever whatever it took to to get my life back on track. Yeah. Um yeah, it was a long journey back. Oh, you know, from the bridge to the hospital and then And this is where this is this is this is like this is the comeback. This is why this story is incredible. You get a second chance. You when you hit the water, as I was saying you you hit the water that hard, you you said you can't remember but you but you're you're in the water, and you you swam back to shore. Yeah, so I swam back to uh, swam back to shore, swam up to the top and swam to the shore. Uh, broke both my my hips, um, broke my back. So yeah. Um, pain, man. Like how much pain? Oh, I think just going off going off adrenaline. But then yeah, and then the 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 uh, hospital or the medical uh, the ambos came and got me. Um, which I'm forever, forever grateful, you know, if they weren't there in time, who knows, you know, so, um, yeah, they got me, got, got to the hospital, um, and then everything from there is a blur for, yeah. for, for a good few days, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is the comeback, and this is where, you know, <laughs> if if you say you're going to do what you're going to do, and we're going to touch on it, it's just, it's, it's crazy, man, it's crazy, and, you know, you've, what you've done is just incredible. Your, you know, your path back mm -hmm. to, to life, I guess, more importantly, not just footy, life. Yeah. What was it like? You've, is, is that when you go, you know, clearly you've already hit, you know, now you've hit rock bottom, but everyone is now probably aware. Yeah. What was that like mentally? Um, look, I think it was more of a, um, more of a relief. It was like, well, I can't, I can't hide. Everyone, everyone knows. Um, and I think um, even more so when I was in the hospital, you know, the amount of support, but um, it was a bit overwhelming because um, post surgery I needed I needed I needed to rest up. I was sleeping a fair bit. I was it felt like an old man. Yeah. So um, and um, yeah, I was I was sleeping three times a day. Um, my life was really structured. Um, I almost had to get hospital staff to put me in a in a in a room where they can see who's coming in and who's coming out. Um, I just had a lot of family and a lot of friends that it was. Uh, which is great, you know. Don't get me wrong, but it was also hindering my recovery. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, how long were you? Let's go to the body. You, you. What happened to your body? So yeah, um, f uh, fractured my SI, SI joint joints. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's what's it called. And so it's pretty much what um it 
rotate um, your pelvis. Um, so it allows, allows your gait um, when you're running. Yeah. Strains you up. Uh, so that was fractured and then both 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 hips. Um, so yeah, I've got um, got some some pretty big metal wear in there. So they um, they put that in, they screw that in there, and and then first had to learn how to walk. So I was in was in a wheelchair for a bit, um, and that was pretty confronting. I think you know when 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 things get taken away from you, um, ability to walk, um, you know, couldn't shower. Yeah. Um, and then, so there's a lot of steps along the way that I had to, that I had to tick off before I can, can walk. And then I was on crutches for a fair bit. Um, I wasn't allowed to go home for, I think, the three months I was in the hospital. Um, and then, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty, I had to, I had to, I started making friends with the, with the, with the old hospital staff. <laughs> The old ladies and the old men in there uh, was in the pool at seven every morning, and then was out again, and then physio uh, mid morning, and then back again in the pool in the afternoon. So, um, yeah, I mean everywhere I went, it was it was just in Richmond off um, Bridge Road there. Uh, like I couldn't hide; I was walking with a limp, and um, so, but. Um, and then, um, and then I found out it was, was going to be a dad, so that was going to was a big driving factor for me to get my life back. And you know, like Hendrix is around now, and um, you know I could run around with him. So um, I think I, I think it would have been a lot harder um, for him to have a dad in a wheelchair. You know, just take take all those things away from him. So that was a big that was a big driving factor. Then obviously footy. So yeah, of course. And would you say that was your you realign your purpose and you're like that's it mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i mean it's a yeah man it's a, i love him so much and i think everything i do now it just revolves around him um you know how's he going and what am i doing what choices am i making in life to um to make sure you know he's got the best dad um that he that he can then uh i guess um and that's that's what that's that's one of the biggest reasons why and I wanted to speak openly about mental health um, to try and help other people. But then at the same time, um, when he's a bit older, that if he ever struggles or goes through anything like that, that he doesn't have he doesn't have to go through what I went through. He can just come to me or his mum. Yeah. So incredible. And um, when you were doing your rehabilitation, did the docs or the surgeons or yeah. The specialists ever tell you anything that you know you've now obviously proved them wrong? Do they ever say you can't play footy or you won't be able to do this? Yeah, I told them heaps of times. Like from straight away, I said, "Look, I want to, I want to get back and play footy." And um, they said, "Look, mate, just get back to walking first. So, I mean, there there were some doubts there, but um, looking looking back now, <clears throat> they weren't. It's not they weren't allowed to tell me, but they just didn't want to kill any confidence or you know. Um, or um, you know, burn my dream. So, yeah. but um, when I was, when I speak to them, they're like, "Mate, we we just didn't even think you'd <laughs> be a chance to come back and play, or even run." So, um, but yeah, the rehab the rehab was was very um, uh, was very thorough, and I, I didn't want to didn't want to miss anything, and just made sure I was diligent with my work, um, and um, <clears throat> and part of it was I had to go home. 
um, after 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 training that I, that I was tired and ready to go to bed when I got home, just because they just didn't want to allow me to have any any spare time to be thinking about other things and just just to stay focused. And yeah, it was it was really it was it was a it was a very strict um, routine. I was I couldn't drive for for a long time. Um, I had to make sure in my um, in my sessions with the psych and the psychiatrist. Um, you know, they said we won't we won't put you on medication, but you just have to um, you just have to um, stick to your rehab, and that's um, that was my medicine. And I was I was against I was against taking any any type of medication. I just wanted to be in control of of my destiny in a way. Um, so uh, it's a I'm, I'm I'm grateful, you know, for, for that type of of, of advice because not everyone gets it. Uh, everyone everyone sort sort of goes on medication, and until this day, I don't take medication. It's incredible, man. It's incredible. And then, I, I guess, at what point do you return to the footy club? Because I remember seeing this footage of you on the Alter G. We all know the Alter G. If you don't out there, it's the one that takes a lot of weight off your hips, and you're it's like a treadmill. Um, I remember seeing your, your first run. Yeah. I guess that was probably a special moment for everyone that's close to you and um, knows you through footy and all that. But when would you when would you first get back to the club? It was around uh, <clears throat> maybe so so three months in hospital and then I came home for about a week and a half. And then they they said, look, when come back to the footy club when you're ready. And I was so nervous because you know I hadn't seen my teammates for so long and and um i was like god what are they gonna think you know just you know it's that's mad to try to kill himself and there was all these thoughts going through my head but um yeah and i just it was it was actually really good for my um for my anxiety just to overcome overcome that get in front of the boys tell them you know thank them for all their support and you know how much i love the club um and as soon as i did that and everyone saw me they're like oh, all right well um that's 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 fine. We will support you. It doesn't matter um, what you go through. We'll always be here for you. And yeah, and I just just coming in every day, do my rehab, and then go home. And yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Was there anyone in particular that was really strong for you at the club? Was there anyone that um, you kind of was your duty of care? Yeah. So there was a bloke, um, head of strength, strength and conditioning coach. Um, we did everything together from bike, swim run um his name's alex moore um and then there's another bloke um john siegel um they were they were amazing and then um obviously my teammates lukey and garn garns and benny um you know like you you, you couldn't you could never meet um uh better blokes than those than those three so they were huge um but yeah no it's incredible man it's incredible and then um this is where it's just, I mean, if you're anyone listening to this story, like you're talking how to walk again, you're talking um, just starting to run. Six months later, mm -hmm. um, I still remember it, man, like that, <laughs> the big gun, like, I can't do it any justice, but <laughs> you've come out. And actually, the, before that, you've been announced on the train track, you know, that you're, you're back. And, um, but yeah, you play your, your first game back in the VFL at Arden Street against Sandringham. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, man. Like, what was that like? I and mean, I think all your teammates were there, and yeah. you ran out, and it was just—it yeah, was so good to see from for everyone. It was so it was so cool. Yeah. It's pretty. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, it's a, you know, I had to 
I just had to um, tick off so many boxes. Um, and then, you know, I was like, well, now I've proven that I can come back and I can run and can train. And like, yeah, you, you can play this week. And I went out and played and I was just, I was just, it was just a, in the back of my mind, <clears throat> you know, that that's, that's what it looked like. Um, that's what my life was at its best playing AFL footy. Uh, we're playing any any form of footy, so when I ticked that off, you know, I knew it was like, oh, that's amazing. Oh, uh, I, I, I always tell, um, always tell my family that if it was, because it was up, it was up in Queens, up up in the hub. If it was was back in Victoria, in front of everyone that you know that supported me throughout the whole journey, I think I would have retired. Then. <laughs> so, well, that's the next part where um, we're in the hub together, and <laughs> I think I'm. You know, we're just, I think we, I'm not sure if we're in the hub at this point, but we were at the end of the 2020 season. The Giants, West Coast and North were sharing the same um, mm. resort. And yeah, mailing is round nine, 2020, your, your comeback game to AFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are up by 40 points and, <laughs> and you've marked it inside 50 and you go back and, I mean, talk us through the moment. Oh. Can you remember? I'm sure you can. Yeah, no, I was just... I was just searching for a goal all day. I was trying to kick one. We were searching for it. Everyone was like, "We can't." I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I think I I had a shot from outside fifty, and then I came onto the bench, and the coach sprayed me. He's like, "You don't have your fifty license." You're kidding. So yeah. So then I came back out, and um, Ats kicked the ball to me, and you know, I just went back and kicked it, and. Yeah, I didn't even watch it go through. <laughs> oh, mate, it's, it was incredible. But, I mean, I watched the replay before again, and mm-hmm. oh, mate, it's and, and that and that's you know everyone would have just heard the story to get to that point. Um, it's it's mate, it's so inspiring. It's why you know it's bigger than a game. Um, you know these these stories and these moments. It's so inspiring. And then, I guess. Hub life. How did you? How did you find hub life? Oh, and I can speak for myself. I yeah. struggled. Like I don't have. A, I don't have. You know, kids or you know, my family's in Melbourne, but yeah. I was injured. I was coming to the end of my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I wasn't sure actually. We were both yeah. uh, out of contract. I remember we were, you know hanging out together in Bucks's Jack Buckley's yeah. room with Bond, and um, we didn't know. How did you find it? Because obviously oh, North yeah. were. I mean, like as as yeah, I've been leaving Hendrix behind, and <clears throat> he was pretty young, and then missing his first birthday. Um, so that was pretty tough. Um, so it was, I mean, to come up there I, to come play my, you know, searching for that game, that, that was a big goal of mine. But at the same time, <clears throat> just wasn't playing as many games, and the club wasn't the best in the best position um, in a lot of places. So yeah, I mean, got around, got around the boys a fair bit, yeah. you know, just to normalise the struggle, but. Yeah, it was pretty shit. Yeah, it was tough, eh? <laughs> yeah, it was tough, but I mean, we got through it. Um, yeah. We had a few laughs, though. Like, are we definitely, uh, by the end of it, I can tell you, me and Madge uh, weren't really sticking to <laughs> a few beers in the, uh, a few beers in some blokes' rooms because we both knew we couldn't play. But, um, oh, it's crazy because I still remember, um, you know, you guys had 10 players or something get delisted. You were one of them. What was that like? I was um it was probably just you know the writing was on the wall there, um, the club was heading to a different direction. But <clears throat> I think it was probably um, just the way just the way I was told, and um, I guess after after being at the club for so long, uh, I thought I, I thought I'd be alright for another contract. But um, I guess there, there's, there there are other players in the same position as me. 
uh, you know, like J-Mac, um, he didn't get off a, a, a contract. And I mean, it, it, yeah, and looking back now, it was shit. But um, we move on and, um, yeah, I always had a goal that I wanted to play 100 games for North and just fell short of it. So, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is, and it's, I mean, people don't realise, but it's cutthroat, isn't it? Like, yeah. I was the same, it's, it's once it's over, it's not like, yeah. you know, big hugs and that, or you don't get, you know, a lot of people think you get the, the going away party, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not that, it's uh, AFL.com, boys yeah. are being cut, or, you know, whatever. Um, but everything happens for a reason, and this is why it's a beautiful game, and life's beautiful at the same time, because as soon as you think it's, um, it's all over, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were at, uh, Bond had his 21st. Yeah. <laughs> I think just before that, a few weeks prior, you got the news. Um, Melbourne yeah. picked you up. Well, you signed with someone before that. Who are you playing? North Heidelberg. North Heidelberg. So talk me through that. You've just committed there. And then what was the process like when um, the D's knocked on the door? So I was, I was I was thinking a lot of piss, you know, the retirement party and all that stuff. And I put on heaps of weight. So then I, um, I yeah, my brother plays there at North Heidelberg, so I was pretty excited to go and play with him and, um, and Boomer. So, um, yeah, I was like, well, going to go play local footy. And then my first training session, I spewed my gut. <laughs> I was like, God, I just come from an AFL Cup. Hadn't <laughs> 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 trained much at all. And then um, two weeks later, uh, my manager rings me and he's like, oh, the D's are keen on you. Um, would you be would you would you be happy to go down and train with them for two months and see if um, see if you can get on the list? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I don't think I can go through this again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I did. And I went went and trained. Um, by the way, I was living in Werribee at the time, so I moved closer to mum and dad's. And then um, uh, Melbourne trained trained out at Casey. And uh, f- for those who don't know where Casey is, it's an hour and a half drive. Wow. So, you know, over the West Gate, through the tunnel and out um, on the freeway. So I was doing that for two months straight and I was getting up at 5 a.m. And, and then coming home about 6. So I contemplated saying, nah, I'm done, that's it. But I'm glad I stuck with it. And yeah, they, they gave me the opportunity. So Yeah, yeah. nah, it's incredible, mate. And- we obviously touched on how it's ended. It's, yeah. it's, um, it's crazy. Oh, mate, it's um, you know, like like I said, it's it's been a pleasure to have you on and, and tell your story. I've got a couple more questions that we'll, we'll reach out in a second because I really want you to um, you know, to help. We're both from Victoria and they're doing it quite tough. What is um, what is the best advice you can tell someone that's struggling at the moment? Yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard to give advice, but I think it's more around, you know, like just, just seek, seek the help if, if, um, finding out what, what you're struggling with really first, um, if it's finance, um, if it's relationship or if it's addiction, um, and then, you know, I guess if you are, if you are someone who is noticing a family member or a friend, um, struggle, just support them and um, direct them towards um, professional help. Um, that's what that's what worked for me best. Um, because, you know, when, when I caught up with my psych and psychiatrist, um, there was no judgment. Um, they were there to provide me with the right tools so I can so I can be in control of my life. Um, because, you know, with all there's a lot of problems that we go through but um, 
it's just knowing knowing that having the right tools to, to be able to deal with them. So um, it doesn't mean if problems are going to go away, they're going to they're probably going to keep yeah. keep 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 getting um, keep coming. But um, yeah, you don't want to be in the position where I found myself. So um, if you've got the courage, seek professional help or talk to someone that you trust and they can help you. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, your family, your best mates, just anything, be honest. I think, that, I mean, I, I was saying to you before, I've got a, um, I'm catching up with someone next Wednesday mm-hmm. and there's this whole like, I guess, stigma around, you know, I haven't just saying psych. I reckon people need it. Like for me, I call it a mental tune-up, you know? It's, yeah. like, it's like going to the gym for your brain. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit of an, it's a mindset thing. And, and the, the truth is no one, you can't tell me, um, everyone's humming like everyone's got their you know their thing and i think it's so important that i actually asked the lady i'm seeing it's funny i was getting my jab and i was like i need to catch up with you like i haven't seen anyone since footy Uh, it'd just be good to like check check in um but yeah every three months someone should should i think that's what i've been told uh see someone what is your routine even even if you're doing well like there's there's no harm in just checking in but my routine now is you know like I, i practice a lot of gratitude you know things i'm grateful for um just strip it back to basics, and if I feel like things are getting on top, um, on on top of me, I um, you know, I just just keep it really simple that week. Go to training, you know, I might see a few boys here and there, but just prioritise my uh, my alone time. Um, whether that's catching up on sleep or maybe cook myself a nice meal or something. You know, just doing things that I enjoy and and listening to music. Um, yeah. So just just doing things that I know will make me happy. But then, but then, um, nothing beats, um, you know, FaceTiming Hendrix. So yeah. that's the best. That's the best thing, you know. I'm just like, well, every time I see him, he's just so happy. Um, if he if he thinks I'm this amazing person, then um, how about I try to be that that person? So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Like it's uh, it's exciting. You get to go. I think you're going home Monday. Um, you get to see Hendrix again, and um, I'm sure, he brings you know so much joy to you. I. Mate, I um I can't thank you enough for for coming on here and, and talking about your story. And the story ain't finished. Like I said, there's a medal going around that neck yeah, next year, because yeah, um, that's the that's the dream. And it's great that you're still chasing it. But um, yeah, do you want to tell everyone out there where they can buy the book or where they can head to um, the book that you've just released? Yeah. So um yeah, it's on um it's online. I mean, head to Penguin. Um, uh, you just there's 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 some links there. I think um. I uh, can't remember off the top of my head, but there's there's five or six websites that that um that provide the book or at all good bookstores. Um, yeah, no, it's incredible. And um, once again, mate, thank you so much. And uh, I think it's time to head to Freo and uh, have a couple of quiet ones. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you want to go, mate? You want to go Freo or Cot? <laughs> <laughs> whatever's whatever's going. Around. Tommy, the tour guide. I've taken everyone around, so I think we'll uh, we'll head into Freo and head to the synagogue. I reckon. But um, yeah, mate. Thanks again. Thanks, Appreciate, mate. bro. Cheers, bro. There it is, the end of Tommy Talks episode four with Majak Daw. Majak, if you're listening, which I know you will be because you're number one fan of Tommy Talks, mate, I can't thank you enough for your time. I can't thank you enough for being so open and honest with me, but everyone else at home. There's so much advice in there and it's just gold. We're both Victorians, not saying Victoria is the only state that's struggling. But it's been a tough time and to be able to share the advice that you did, it's gold. So thank you to everyone listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
If you do want to buy the book, head online or head to any good bookstore and buy the book, Majak. Let's support the big fella. Let's get it from top 10 to number one. It'll be number one, but let's get it there quicker. And once again, thank you so much for your support. I hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you leave a review. A kind one will do. And I'll see you next week for Tommy Talks episode five. Oh, and have a fucking great week. <laughs>